This podcast is brought to you by Renewal by Anderson of Central Pennsylvania, which is currently offering customers a door and window super deal. You can now save $500 on every window and 1000 on every door from May 1st through May 31st. Super indeed. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com to learn more about this deal before it ends. Hello, everyone. I'm here for a special today in PA Pen Live interview once again with John Lucy to discuss his new series on Ellen Greenberg. John, how are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Would you like to just get started by giving people a little bit of background into the series as well as the case in general? Absolutely, yes. Uh, the Ellen Greenberg case goes back to 2011. And it happened in Manayunk, Pennsylvania, which is sort of a a, a suburb, what's actually a part of the city of Philadelphia. And it's a trendy part. And this young couple, Ellen Greenberg and her fiance, had an apartment. And they were on the fast track for marriage. I think they had just sent out their wedding invitations. And it was one of these storms of a century. It was in January 26, 2011. A big storm was moving in. She was a elementary school teacher and was sent home early. And he was at the apartment as well, sort of uh, wanted to work out in the in the early evening. So she's in the apartment by herself at the time. And when the fiance comes back, the door is locked, he says, and he's not getting any response from her inside. And he looks for help to try to get in. He ends up, he says, breaking the door in and finds her in a pool of blood in the kitchen, slumped on the uh, kitchen cabinets. And upon closer inspection and during the 911 call, he sees that there's a knife in her chest, among other injuries. And as time progresses and investigators get involved in the case, it's found that there are multiple stab wounds to the back of her neck, the back of her head, and her chest, correct? Of varying severity. Yes, 20 stab wounds in all, and several of them. Uh, they did this computer mapping of her anatomy, and based on the autopsy information of each wound, the location and the depth, uh, a number of them were very deep, penetrating wounds. And of course, the the knife, this 10-inch kitchen knife, was found in the center of her chest. So that was, by definition, the last of the 20 stab wounds that she had suffered. Now, people who may not be as familiar with this case may be wondering why you're writing a series on it. Would you like to go into that a little bit? Absolutely, yeah. It spawned two court cases filed by Ellen's parents. The one is trying to overturn the manner of death ruling by the Philadelphia Medical Examiner's Office, which is really hard to do in Pennsylvania. You can't just challenge the coroner or medical examiner ruling in a case once it's made. They are considered to have professional discretion in reaching this determination as to the manner of death, be it homicide or suicide. In Ellen's case, the police at the scene and the detectives who responded after the fiancé called 911 operated as if she had stabbed herself, committed suicide by stabbing. And the incident report from that night listed it as a suicide. The police detectives and the ME processed the scene and ruled suicide. 
and they actually left the scene because it wasn't an active crime scene. Uh, the next day, Ellen's body is autopsied, and the Philadelphia assistant ME rules homicide. So that's a big change in the case. The detectives are back out on the scene on the 28th of January, this time because they lost control of the scene. They had to get a search warrant to go back in. By the time they did, the apartment, which was bloody and disheveled from the incident that took place there, had been cleaned and sanitized in the meantime. And the case kind of languished. And less than three months later, the ME, who is the only person who can change the manner of death ruling, was convinced to change it back to suicide, which was what the police uh, originally thought. Uh, it took years, but they found out that there was a meeting between the investigating police, at least one prosecutor, and the two officials from the ME's office that preceded this change in the case, this medical examiner amending the death certificate to reflect suicide. And once you have a suicide ruling, that basically ends the homicide investigation. Uh, that, that part of the case was over and it was filed as if she had 20 self-inflicted stab wounds. But the parents, have conducted their own investigation over the last decade, spent a half a million dollars, have a detective, have some uh, forensic experts, some crime scene experts, and they have these two lawsuits, one seeking to overturn the manner of death and make it undetermined so that the investigation, a death investigation, could recommence, and the other is accusing the medical examiner's office, the police that were involved in that meeting, and at least one prosecutor of a cover-up to cover up what they believe was the homicide of Ellen Greenberg, their daughter. One is at the Commonwealth Court level, the one on the manner of death ruling, and the other is still at the Philadelphia County level. And it's, it's in the early stages of discovery where they do depositions of officials and you know, that type of thing. It's just interesting because I know you and I have talked about this before where technology, modern day technology has almost made it virtually impossible to get away with crime. But, you know, as you mentioned at the beginning of your article, it's a, the best way to get away with murder is having it A, ruled as suicide, but then there's a B in there where if the early investigation has a number of key mishaps, that's basically it. The cops come in, they knew she had been suffering from some anxiety, she was on these pills that may have caused her to have suicidal thoughts. So you see where their approach comes from that regard. Then it gets flipped around and turned into a homicide ruling, but then by then, the crime scene is cleaned and sanitized, and it's almost virtually impossible to get that back into a state where they can move forward with an investigation. That's the way I look at it. I basically don't try to ascribe motives for what happened. I just try to look at the chain of events and just the way things happened with this case it would have been very hard to advance a homicide investigation after the crime scene was clean because of whatever those chain of events were that allowed that to happen. But in going back to the technology aspect of it all, Ellen's parents, in reopening up this case, they were able to almost recreate it with the 3D technology and the blood splattering and all of the tools that are now available to them. Do you think that with that they'll be able to get the ruling overturned that now that there's kind of a, 
a new spark of interest in the case, they'll be able to do it fully. And in talking with their attorneys who are handling this case, looking to change the manner of death, and you reference some of the other evidence they collected, and one of which was this a wound to her spinal cord where the medical examiner, years after it had already been labeled a suicide, and you know, obviously these lawsuits were percolating, so maybe the ME's office had wanted this looked at again. When they did this second exam of this spinal tissue, they found that there was no bleeding to the wound that penetrated the dura and the spinal cord. And if there's no bleeding, it meant, according to this pathologist that examined it, that one of the possibilities is she was likely dead. Uh, they did go through, you know, because this was a legal deposition, they asked, well, what could be the other uh, explanations? And one is that the blood could have been washed away during the autopsy. That, that that would have been more likely maybe for the dura, but not the, the deeper inner wound. And also that the nick occurred during the autopsy. But because the damage from the knife wound, she lined up all of the damage to the vertebrae and the spinal column, and it all lined up with the, the damage to the spinal tissue as well, so that it was most likely part of that same wound with the knife. So basically, you can say it's a high likelihood that she was dead or a probability or strong probability that she was dead when this wound happened based on that exam and this detailed deposition from the pathologist that did the exam. They might be able to challenge the manner of death, and maybe it gets changed to undetermined or homicide from suicide, which would allow the investigation to resume, the death investigation. But I don't know that there's enough other evidence that would lead to a suspect or who done it. That's the harder piece of this puzzle. That and the paperwork, that was something that really stood out in this case, kind of all the bureaucracy that can hinder getting a ruling changed, all the official paperwork that it takes to go from one type of an investigation to another. It can really hinder or delay getting the truth in cases such as these. Right. And in this case, that has only come to light because the parents decided to spend they estimate a half million dollars to dig through Jeez. all this. And they even haven't gotten to the point where police have turned over their, their own files. I mean, they only have a very small number of actual official files, the autopsy, the original inc incident report. So there's, they're hoping with this other case that they can get more visibility into the full case file to know exactly what was going on behind the scenes of this investigation. So they uncovered a lot, but but maybe it's just the tip of the iceberg. Who knows? Well, thanks again for your time, John. And to all of you listening out there, be sure to check out his series on the Ellen Greenberg case in three parts live on Penn Live right now. This podcast is brought to you by Renewal by Anderson of Central Pennsylvania, which is currently offering customers a door and window super deal. You can now save $500 on every window and 1000 on every door from May 1st through May 31st. Super indeed. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com to learn more about this deal before it ends.